from the Bills' famous cheese bread studios in the downstairs pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar is a man who reminds you to, to forget all about that macho shit and learn how to play guitar. Oh. The fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Nice, John Cougar. Dang. Melon can. Okay. I need macho macho this week. Freddie was born in a small town. <laughs> uh, fellas, how are we doing tonight? It's great. It's great. great. It's great to be back. It's great to see you guys. That small town might crumble this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a little pink doing house. Doing good, T. How you doing? Uh, everything is great. Um, we had a great time in, in Indianapolis uh, this past weekend, which we will uh, recap and get to shortly. As always, we want to remind everyone that we are on social media, on Twitter, uh, at Blockout Pod. Uh, we are on Facebook. If you just put in uh, Blockout Sports Pod, in your search bar, you can find us there. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten. I wanted to <clears throat> quickly say that, uh, just quickly apologize for last week. We had some technical difficulties in between the recording of the show and the actual publication of the show. Uh, I had to publish it twice, and then the second time, uh, and I've had a few people ask me, uh, why did it say that the show was two and a half hours? Well, if you listen to the show, it was an hour and a half, but then there was an hour of um, essentially white noise at the end of the program, and I apologize for that. I think we have worked uh, the kinks out, the ghost in the machine, I think, and uh, we should be good to go uh, with this episode and with all going forward. Um, I thought that was just Freddie Bender's complaining, all that white noise. <laughs> was that not what that was? I may have tried to edit it out, and <laughs> that might have been what happened. Um, before we get into the meat of the program this week, I did want to uh, quickly touch on the blockout. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, if you are a regular listener to the show and uh, however you find your favorite podcasts, um, you will notice that we have uh, new art, new uh, we have a new logo, and we want to thank a great friend of the program, Emily Mueller, for uh, making that for us. Great Freddie. design. Thanks, Emily. Uh, it's super cool. Had um, my T-shirt on this weekend. Freddie had a T-shirt made. Uh, we will have some of those made here shortly, I think. He and, even put a sticker on a police horse. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have stickers for your cooler, for your Yeti, whatever, for your bumper. Um, so we definitely wanted to uh, thank her for that, and it, it's super cool. Um, but I also wanted to just really quickly touch on the Blockout Fantasy Football League. Um, <laughs> Freddie's over here uh, chomping at the bit. Uh, That's right. I, I beat a battered ram. The uh, <laughs> the standings after week two. Uh, Josh, Jimmy, and Colin all sitting at two and zero. Oh. Well done, gentlemen. 
Uh, Freddie, Martin, Johnny, and myself are all one and one. And then Tuna, Greg, and the whiteboard master, Jody, are all sitting at a abysmal 0 and 2. Tuna, what do you have to say for yourself? Look, um, <laughs> we know that fantasy football is a it's a season, not a week. It's a game of ups and downs. And um, yes, I have lost Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and Aaron Rodgers oh. all within the first oh. two weeks. Oh. But a lesser man would tuck his tail and hide. <laughs> this is where championships are won, boys. The waiver wire. Yeah, baby. I am not down and out yet. Yes, there are plenty of free agents in a 10-man league. They're everywhere out there. I will say I want to give credit to Keese, who may have drafted. I don't know if he knows Rondell Moore's family or <laughs> what, but that was maybe the earliest I've ever seen him drafted right. in my entire life. Right. And I look at Keese's team, and I don't even think he played the waiver wire this week, which he was the first priority on the waiver wire. So maybe we should um, – I don't know. Maybe he he needs to learn how to use the waiver wire, or maybe he just likes his squad and realizes that they've had some dumb luck. <laughs> well, hey, two, kudos to Keys. Yeah. Well, uh, this I week... did get the tuna. Uh, you know, I got the tuna this week, and uh, the tuna tartar at District he, Nine he, Pub. He did have a, an injury or two, but he was going to get beat anyway. That is uh, true. You did have a good week, but uh, no, but. Uh, it was uh, that is definitely heartbreaking news uh, to have those players, and it sucks that those players are hurt because they are uh, studs of the NFL, and you never you always want the best. Which playing. speaking of Nick Chubb, um, breaking news today, I guess Nick uh, Kareem Hunt is uh, signing back with the Browns. Yep. So that's uh, which that. is kind of a weird dynamic if you think about it because. The reason they didn't re-sign him is they said they liked what they had with Jerome Ford. So, Kareem Hunt was a bit disgruntled, said, okay, I'm going in the open market, and here's the Browns crawling back. I guess Kareem's going to go into that locker room, and they have already came out and said that Jerome Ford is our is clear this, number one. Is their clear starter. I saw that on the ticker. And Kareem said that he was looking for an opportunity somewhere where he could go and start. So, obviously, he's not getting that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. The Browns, uh, Browns are kind of a mess, and I did not. I I thought that they were actually going to be better than what they were. Deshaun Watson looks terrible. In Vegas, they were set up to win nine and a half games. Remember? Yep. I still think they're going to win nine and a half games. But other teams that were set up for like eight and a half games that we were surprised with are playing well. Falcons. Yeah, their division is a mess. So. And we will uh, we will get to more of the NFL here later on in the show. But I wanted to start today with uh, last week's uh, for us the uh, big road trip. Yeah, we had a we had a great road trip. We went to Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, and Louisville played at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, <clears throat> If you listen to the show last week, I think uh, Tuna and I broke the game down fairly accurately. I think we we had kind of our finger on the pulse of uh, of how the game was going to go, who the impact players were going to be, 
and the game really did play out much in the way I thought, except I never imagined that one half would be dominated by one team as much as it was the first half being dominated by Louisville, and then the second half completely dominated by Indiana. And, of course, the game came down to the ball being on the half-yard line and Indiana trying – I mean, don't get me started on the on, on the play calling there. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was impressed with Taven Jackson for Indiana. I was impressed with the way that both defenses played for a lot of the game. Uh, it was exciting. It was fun to be there. Tuna, uh, how did you feel about how the game worked out and what were your – impressions overall of uh your trip to indianapolis and and of course fred was there too so we'll get his thoughts on that also as far as the game i think the i knew we were going to struggle at quarterback and we did um he made some good throws but he also made some bad throws there was a lot of drops a lot more drops than i thought was going to happen jamari thrash had a couple drops that was uh a little bit made me feel a little bit uneasy uh jawar jordan obviously is jawar jordan i was proud of our defense the um uh, onside kick to start the second half. That was the game changer. Uh, I mean, it made total sense. And, and Brom actually said that we were ready for it. And um, it was just the perfect bounce. Uh, he said, I, I, I thought there was about a 50% chance that they were going to onside kick in that play because they didn't want to give the ball back to us and go down 28 nothing. Um, that ultimately turned everything around. And then the next drive after that, when Louisville was driving, um, Plummer had a clear – he could have ran for the first down. It was a third and four play. He could have ran for the first down. He had two receivers directly in front of him that were past the marker that he easily could have just chucked the ball to and got it. Instead, he takes a shot about 40 yards downfield. and Triple coverage, I think. Double, it was double coverage. <laughs> double, but, yeah, yeah uh, bounces <laughs> off his chest and um, intercepted. And Indiana drove the ball all the way down the field to score again. And from that point, we played on our heels the rest of the game. So th those were the two big defining moments in that game that I thought. And Jalen Lucas for Indiana was a dynamic playmaker. And Aaron Casey. Did he have like 10 catches in the first half? He had to. Have yeah, I mean, it was like that. his stat line in that first half was just absurd. We had no answer for him. The only answer for him that we could stop him with was Tom Allen. Tom Allen's play calling was the only way that Louisville was able to stop him. Well, it's it's Walt Bell is the oh. offensive coordinator. Uh, Tom Allen focuses mostly on the defense. But, uh, yeah, there were some very questionable play calls throughout the game, none more so than on fourth and goal from the half-yard line when I thought, well, this is – going to be you know you call your best play you because well, what was there like five minutes left in the ball it was about around five minute mark yeah I think. It was yeah, the play when, of the game. yeah absolutely and uh instead of sneaking the ball or trying to get lucas in space they turned around and handed the ball off three yards back in the backfield and i knew as soon as Jackson turned to hand the ball off. The play was doomed. Yeah, Walter and Payton wasn't walking in that room to jump over everyone. And, of course, it was. But I will say this. Um, I thought that Louisville, and I, I think 
Plummer had good plays, as you said, in the first half. But that that drive to get them out of trouble right there was huge. He made two enormous plays. That naked to, bootleg he took yes. off on was incredible. Yeah, um, I agree. Oh, yeah. So it's like we've said in, in, he's, in, yeah, he's good. in previous weeks, he's more mobile than you think he is for, sure. for, for being, you know, a six, five guy. Uh, it's as big as he is. He runs really well. And that's probably maybe his best attribute. But um, I don't know. We'll see. He's still growing, I, I guess. It's, I say that, but he's a six year senior. Yeah. So. I, know. I don't know but how much more good. time I don't know, he but has like, to grow. I get so aggravated know. at him, but you see that. Um, that naked bootleg that he did and how he got us through there at the end. And it's like, okay, that's a play that a six year senior would make. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think that's going to be like Tim or be like that with him all season is some ups and downs. He's hot or he's cold. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. He's probably going to win us a couple games and lose us a couple games. So and is what Fred, it is. Fred, how you got thrashed there? You're looking good. Yeah, he was, he, he was, he's and a game changer. Him that and Jawar was, Jordan are, are definitely game right. players, man. So, and that was the third player that we had mentioned. And, uh, of course, he had his hand in almost all of the big offensive plays that Louisville had in that game. And I, I just thought he was dynamic. As good as I think the Indiana defense can be, they didn't have any answer for him, especially in the first half. No. Uh, Fred, uh, what were your overall well, thoughts? Well, you all pretty much covered it. Uh, or, or covered it all. I mean, uh, IU's quarterback is going to be legit. Uh, is legit. Uh, Lucas is legit. Uh, I still think that the the I I, I really believe that y'all are going to end up probably getting a couple new coaches there. Um, in my opinion, I think that's going to eventually happen. Uh, Louisville is Louisville. Tuna sum that up. I just needed. I didn't have a dog in the fight. I just needed the under, and I had a blast. Um, <laughs> you did have a dog in the fight because you were representing the uh, Atlantic oh, Coast I'm Conference. Yeah, and one of my favorite I moments. I had my ACC T-shirt on that I had made. Uh, that you with wore last bling. week during the yes. podcast. With so my bling on. My favorite moment of the weekend was after Louisville won, and we're in the Louisville section, and we're all cheering and getting excited. And Fred turns around and decides he's going to start an ACC chant, <laughs> oh, like yeah. like the uh, SEC chants oh, that we've baby. spoke about in previous times. Oh, baby. The looks that he got. <laughs> like, who is this guy, and what the hell is he doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I was grabbing the jersey, yeah. the shirt, flinging it up in the air, getting it going as loud as I could at uh, – and dude, no, <laughs> they were looking nope. at me like, "What?" And I think some of the Big Ten people even looked at me as I roamed around there at halftime and stuff. Like, who's this dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a Louisville fan's a Louisville fan, but uh, who the hell's this guy? Nobody's just an ACC fan. <laughs> Tuna, I'm not sure that I've ever been uh, more pleased that I was on the other side of the stadium <laughs> <laughs> after knowing that I. I did not know that that happened. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But then uh, after the game, of course, uh, <clears throat> downtown Indianapolis is great for events like that because you can walk everywhere. There's tons of places to go. Uh, we were all staying in various hotels around the downtown area. Which, and, by the way, there's five Marriotts in downtown Indy. So make sure you know which one you're booking if you're ever going. And by the way, the JW is the best one. Um. 
And so we all met up after. We went to a few different places. We watched some 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 other college football. Oh, dude, that was great. Ended up football just having night. just having a great time. Shout out to the uh, JW Marriott. Shout out to the Slippery Noodle. What, where was the place we watched all the games? The District the Tap. Nine tap. District, no, it's just it's the just District called, Tap. Yeah, it's just called the District, District Tap. What's tap, District man? Nine? That's a movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but dude, it's like aliens the, or something. The indoor outdoor experience of that place with the TVs everywhere and the street rocking outside with total chaos. As the we, food was great too, oh, man. As we watched so many games, I. I I think I freaked them out at one point at around midnight. I when was you like, ordered can tuna you, tartare? Can you put, <laughs> best I've ever had. I was like, can you can you put this game on the Arizona UTEP game? <laughs> I had them turn chance. She goes, what? And I'm like, dude, I got money on it, man. It's a big bet late night. We had Wyoming and Texas on. We were, we, tuna and I, after everyone left, tuna and I ruled that place. Uh, and of course, there's a bunch of people in there watching Colorado, Colorado State, and of course, Tuna has Colorado State. He's got money on getting the points, and I was like, "You're gonna get us killed in here." I was the only person in that bar chair for Colorado State, oh, dude, and Freddie so thought that funny. I was gonna get stabbed yeah, at any point. I was time. pulling for uh, Colorado, even it was hilarious, but uh, he had that wrapped up. They had $6 wild turkeys. I mean, that that place is spectacular. But what a a great place, great service, great uh, setup there. And and, uh, went back to the hotel for the third quarter and and watched the game. And and it was a great road trip. Great road trip. Yep, that was awesome. Um, All except for leaving the game. Oh, yeah. Well, great. uh, (laughs) We don't have to get into all (laughs) that. Um, There were a lot of fun games on that we watched, though, speaking of which. So – as as spot on as I felt like our breakdown and analysis was of the Indiana Louisville game, it must also be um, talked about that our thoughts on the Tennessee Florida game were equally as horrendous. Um, I did not have an opportunity to watch much of that game. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, Joe did, Milton's a turd, but. Uh, what happened and and Joe why, Milton's a turd. I don't that, know. That's Florida the end of it. Just came out ready to roll, man. They no, were they, dude, it, they were kind of punking Tennessee out the whole game. I mean, Milton can throw the ball eighty yards, but he can't throw it ten. I mean, that's what it boils down to. That's true. He, I that, mean, that, he, that is he is just not accurate at all. Like he is not a good quarterback. I don't know. I, I'm sick right. of hearing about how far quarterbacks can throw a football. How many times do you see an 80-yard completion in a game? Right. Do you need right. that in your arsenal? Yeah. Like, I mean, no, great. I'm, you I'm can do that. You. Give me a guy that can hit a 30-yard out any day. Right. Right. But it, it was just – and it got a little crazy at the end, and it was the swamp was rocking, and I think that affected Tennessee a little bit, uh, the home field advantage for Florida. I give credit to Florida for stopping those running backs. Florida, yeah. Tennessee did not get a, a running game going at all. So, And then, of course uh, – Florida State almost lost when we were extolling their virtues. I didn't see a second of that game because it was the same time as the Louisville game. But that score, I was keeping up with it throughout the game, and I just I don't understand how that was even happening. Hopefully, Boston College got a couple uh, turnovers that turned into touchdowns. uh, I was interested in the story that uh, you guys told me that on the way up. To Indianapolis, you guys, I think, stopped at a gas station or something, and you had met 
a Florida State fan. Oh, yeah. And he said. He had his gear on ready for everyone coming yeah, in. Yeah, we walk in the gas station, he just starts tomahawk chopping. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Didn't he say something to the effect of, man, Boston College always plays us tough Yeah, he walked home. in and he said, I need Louisville to cover today. And our Freddie and I both looked at him and said, change that bet. He said, we said, don't make that cover bet, bet the under. And then I said, you have an easy one today, don't you? And he said, no. Boston College always plays us tough. And whoever that well, guy was, shout out to him. Yeah. He knew. They've always played you tough because you've sucked for the last 10 years. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Florida State's not been good for like 10 years. So I I, I I couldn't buy into it. I was all over Florida State in that game, and that did not pan out. I, yeah. I don't get it. Hopefully, Boston College burnt themselves out. That's I, one I, of those traveling letdowns after you beat a big team. I mean, who'd Florida oh, State beat last no, week? Who they beat last week? Nobody. Well, whatever. You know, they they beat LSU. I think I made still on cloud nine. I'm going to stick to my original assessment on Florida State. That they're not that good. Okay. Well, they beat up on on LSU to start the year, and I'm going to put that one in the back pocket. But I'm still. There's still a lot to be seen from Florida State. Uh, yeah, I lost on a on a game that turned out to be a great game. Uh, uh, that was my only push, only loss of the weekend. Uh, K State going to Missouri, losing on a 61 yard field goal. Uh, that was a little rowdy. Uh, I think there were some crazy things that happened at the end of that game, but a quality win for Missouri for sure. I mean. K-State's a quality program and travels well, and uh, I know that's a small-time rivalry, I guess you could say, but uh, that was a good win. That was a fun game that was going on. Uh, that was a noon game, I think, the same time we were at the UofL-IU game. Mm -hmm. uh, did any other games stick out for you all? No, um, this wasn't it really was, the best week year. for yeah, – I mean, I guess other than Georgia – didn't play that great against South Carolina. Um, obviously, there's one game that stuck out to me big time, and yep. I don't know if you want to talk LSU about that. Drummed, uh, we are right going to talk about that here in just this, a second because day, uh, I'm just going to say <laughs> that uh, thank God for Washington because they have saved me from a betting standpoint uh, every week this week. And Indiana is also 3-0 and against the spread, so keep that in mind. Oh, um, nice. I didn't realize that. Now, <clears throat> we were, after the game, uh, we all went back to the JW Marriott there, the beautiful JW Marriott there in, uh, beautiful. in downtown Indianapolis. Great and rooms. Absolutely gorgeous. We were all hanging out in the bar, and uh, everybody was hanging out in the bar except, the conditioner. except for Fred. Uh and Fred, what we were? Yeah, Fred was passed out. Well, at first, in some beauty sleep. At first, we were all well, sure. Fred got overserved at the game. Uh, I was in a perfect spot down low, and the the vendor was just attacking us. But you had a hot dog. I did have a hot dog. We were all fairly certain, I think, at first that uh, Freddie not being at the bar was because of. Uh, how Alabama was playing. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this story. I, I went up there, and, and I had some snacks, and uh, <laughs> went up there and snacked a little bit like I'm a freshen up and head on back down, and I 
oh man the bed looks so good i just kind of kicked back on it for a minute and i was like man i got this whole place to myself i might just chill for a minute i've already showered up and everything and i'm like well bama's gonna be coming on soon i'll throw that on the channel that it's on and i dozed off and went to sleep well i woke up and damn near had a heart attack i woke up to a monsoon uh, the tide was uh, up, down three to nothing in the second quarter, or I don't know what. And I'm like, what is going on? Am I having a nightmare? Have I not woken up? I wasn't sure what was going on. So I started listening to the game a little bit. And I looked and, and I noticed that the coach for South Florida hadn't done my homework because we were on a road trip. I, did I overlook South Florida at South Florida a little bit? Yes. Uh, but we did have our new quarterback. I tape all the games anyway, so I watch them when I get home. And I found out Alex Golish is the head coach, the old uh, last year's Tennessee offensive coordinator that ran us ragged and beat us by one point at Rocky Top. And I about she uh about dropped my uh, uh wet my, or wet my drawers there. I was it's like, wait a what? minute. Wait a minute. I'm like, this is this guy's the head coach of South Florida? Well, then I knew that we possibly could be in trouble because he knows us well, a la Sarkeesian with Texas. And I'm like, this can't be happening. And then, of course, I'm not making excuses. We were god-awful. He know you that well because he coached against you in one game? No, he's coached there for a while. and, uh, and dude, But he's there, not part of your staff like at, Sarkeesian was. He's familiar with – it doesn't matter. You're familiar. He beat us I, last I year. I feel he's like that's reaching. With, I don't Saying think it's like my third cousin – who washes no, Saban's car no, no, was on no. the coaching staff. No, so we, that, we, we, we got that, the inside track on Are you saying that's them. not an edge for South Florida? No. I think it is. If an offensive an coordinator edge. went against a team a few times, it, it doesn't really give his new team that he's a head coach right, of. Well, it, well, hey, when you're already a sloppy team that has yeah. trouble subbing in and uh, an offensive line that's like a high school team that was supposed to be – uh, like an NFL team, and then you, you have right. a new quarterback. All right, I got. I got to be honest here. I got to be honest. Keep going. I got to be honest. All of this right here just sounds. Just listen to yourself for a second. I know you're Alabama. I this get, is man. excuses. No, I, I mean there's not excuses. It's the truth. We're like awful. you should never be saying that we got snuck up on by south well, we didn't florida get snuck up on but i'm saying they had we, an advantage on us because their quarterback their coach was an oc yeah, we're, against we're us for new a few quarterbacks, years blah 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 i don't even want to talk about it we got the win yeah. somehow some way i tried to go downstairs but i couldn't and by the time i got down wow. everybody was gone well i was a little nervous for the game I, oh, you know okay. i didn't want to hear all the ridicule oh uh, uh, we was all watching george anyway i figured you were but anyways, uh, actually they had like the Minnesota game. Me? I don't even know who they were playing, but it was on every TV. I mean, here's the deal guys. Should I, I'm going to go ahead and, no, and please. talk about yeah. it right now. I want to, I want to get into, because we need some emotional music to play in the background. There. <laughs> <laughs> no. On our, uh, on our little text thread, get your keyboard out that we have, uh, that we have going on every week. Uh, Fred was uh, very adamant and very um, emotional about this upcoming game. Alabama at home, 
playing uh, Lane Kiffin and the uh, fighting Ole Miss Rebels. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I, I'm just, th- this is how, this is what's going on. It has to be talked about. We always make fun of, go, Bama, drink, da-da-da. And Bama's been shoved down everyone's mouths forever. But the fact of the matter is that they that they have been one of those teams that have been in the top five for 16 years. I mean, you have to talk about it because it's happened. And I'm not bragging. I'm actually agree, saying Fred. it the opposite. I think we I agree. all completely uh, like, agree with like you. I, here's, how, here's what I kind of I don't told think y'all. I've heard anybody around here say anything I know, like I know, derogatory I know. seriously I was like, about You Bama. can laugh at it. You can smirk at it. You can scream in surprise, disgust. You can care less about it. But the fact of the matter is that the way I like to talk about it is, is Bama for 16 years has been on a top five streak. And the top five streak means you win, you're in the fight for the playoff, you make it, you lose, you make it, you win. But you're always there, and you're always got that uh, one one loss maybe throughout the year to who normally? Ole Miss. Um but there's all these records have been broken already from Texas. A lot of them. Um, there's a there's a. I mean, you want to talk about the Bama teams in the '60s and '70s. You want to uh, that was a dynasty. You want to talk about uh, uh, Oklahoma in the '80s. You want to talk about Miami in the in the late '80s, the late '80s up till '91, '92. Um, we are ranked 13th in the country. We're limping all over the place. Everybody loves it, and I don't blame them. But we are headed to, put it this way, this is the most, I'm going to say this right now, this is the most important game in the last 16 years in Bama, in Tuscaloosa history. Wow. I'm going to tell you that right now. This game, if because the rest of the records will be broken if we lose, it'll be over. Uh, we won't be playing. We will have the first two losses before we even before October, which hasn't happened in sixteen years. Uh, um, you know, and 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 then we have our defensive coordinator Pete Golding coming in with Ole Miss with a coach that's already uh, coached for us that knows us well. Uh, he, uh, Pete Golding was our defensive coordinator. We ran him out of town and now he's coming in here. If they get this victory, it will be, it will be a historic loss. You will, I highly recommend that you watch it because there will be, uh, people in the stands with blank faces and you will watch one of the greatest coaches ever walk off and say the dynasty, not the dynasty, but Yes, for this season and moving forward with NIL and 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 uh, transfers and all this, it will be all the records will be gone and it will be over with to a certain extent. I'm not saying next year we can't come back and uh, and all that, but what I'm getting at is it's just a major, major significant game um in many many aspects because if we lose that one by god we're going to lose a couple more and when's the last time you seen bama lose five or six 16 years ago uh you know what i'm saying i i you know there comes a time when the patriots lose and you're finally like they're done they're dumb and now they're mediocre they're a good quality team that still sometimes goes to the makes the playoffs at least 
But they're owing. What are they owing to now? Possibly. I don't think you can compare NFL dynasty to a college dynasty. I'm not. But but well, I mean, the word dynasty's there. No matter how you slice it. I agree completely. And this isn't a dynasty I'm talking about. Right now, Georgia's in the dynasty stage, not us. But we are in the top five stage where we matter at the end of the year every single year. Uh, Arguably could have gotten in the playoff last year, and we we actually lost a few games. But what I'm just saying is this game is huge. It is huge. Um, um, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm a nervous wreck. I'm breaking out my Joe. I got my Joe Namath jersey on right now. I'll be wearing my snake stabler. I'm bringing out the old school this weekend, and it's going to be on. All right. I'm, I'm going to be candid here. Um, everything you said makes me want to vomit. Um, well, that's fine. <laughs> no, I, mean, I said you can like it, you can hate it, whatever. <laughs> Look. Every time I've turned the TV on between Monday, Tuesday, and today, all I'm hearing about is this Bama dynasty and, like, how this is crumbling down into nothing. We're in week four. Week four. Yeah. Okay? Like, I understand. Well, this is a, a couple games this is in a college, big you're done. game of big importance. I'll give you that. But next week's going to be just as big. The week after that's going to be just as big. And the week after that is going to be just as big. Once you lose two games, you're done. Made any sort of hint that he is going to be retiring after this season. I don't think that he is. So you'll be back into the mix. Okay. I I see that. Why are you giving up and just saying, like, if we lose this game, it's completely over? I'm just saying. That'll be two losses early. Bama can still recover the rest of the year. Oh, no, no. If they lose this game, they're done. So you have no faith in your head coach. No, I do have faith in the They cannot reboot. How many times have you seen teams go on streaks? Like, it, it happens a lot. They'll just, a team that you could have no faith in, and they just. Battle back and win out the rest of the season. I've seen it for 16 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that for the first time, they will be out of it before you can even – before we even play Tennessee. I feel like this is the talking head story this week that everybody wants to talk about. And the last thing that I thought was that you would get caught up in the same thing. Well, here's the thing. You got to look around at what's happening in sports. You got Dion over here doing great things with Colorado – and dude, he is. You got to give him credit. He's working the 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 transfer portal. He's working uh, NIL. He's working everything like a magician. And it's only going to happen more with more uh, players and coaches. And it's and, and that's what I'm getting at. But hasn't the, Saban the, the been adapting since Saban, he got there? He has, but I feel like he's losing it a little bit. He's not able to control his locker room anymore. I think it's a little and, early for the panic button. Buddy. And uh, I really do. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got. Does he? Everyone goes. Well, you got five stars. You got six stars. Duh, 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 duh. And I'm like, yeah, but half of them have left, and the other half, I'm not sure if they want to stay or not. You can do whatever you want now, whenever you want. And what I'm getting at is the the day of Saban being that coach that's going to yell at people and control them and try to work with them are almost over. Dion is the new coming, man, and I'm saying and I love it. I'm saying he's doing great. I love watching Colorado every week. Believe me, my TV's going to be set on the Colorado game somewhere. Uh and and there's more following in his footsteps. So 
I just see a, I just see this happening, and I knew that it would sometime come. The day would come when, when, uh, and it wouldn't happen in a national championship or a playoff game because that means you're still on top, whether you win or lose. You're still doing well. But when that time comes where you're losing your second or third game for a team that has that's never happened to you for 16 years. That is a big deal down there. I'm not saying all over the country. I'm not saying anyone here I gives think a rat. Bama but, fans but are looking at this like the end of Bobby Bowden's you, career. Okay. And it's nowhere even close to that. Bobby Bowden was bad for about six, seven years before he retired. And right. they were forcing him out. Like Joe Paw, take all the other stuff out of it. He was bad his last okay. several years. And they were kind of forcing him out. I don't think Saban will ever get to that point where he's that bad. He'll step down before it gets to that point. And I think he has several years of great coaching left in him. I would say about five, maybe five, yeah. I would five, say about five, five years. Five is a definition uh, depending of upon how this NIL, <laughs> Depending upon how this NFL transfer thing goes. I mean, dude, he's kind of like Dabo. He's waited on all his offensive and defensive coaches. He's waited too long to get them. He's waited too long to the, to get transfers in. He gets them all at the end, right before they start doing uh, uh, various practices and getting the teams. I mean, like like uh, this Tommy Reese and, and this other quarterback that came with him didn't come to the very end late. All these other great coaches and players were already gone. Uh, quarterback at UK, quarterback at Notre Dame. Uh, you know, could why didn't you go after them? Another thing is, I don't think coaches want to coach for. I don't think they want to be here. I don't think they want to deal with his shit. Quite frankly, I have heard that Saban is not the easiest guy to be a, a coach under. Do you all agree with that? Oh, I don't buy that. Oh, I, I buy that. that 100%. I think that goes for ninety percent of college. It coaches. looks great on your resume. I mean, honestly, you have to be a certain type of asshole to be a head coach in college right. athletics. Okay, well, I and, saw and a I mean, couple that's just coaches. How it is. I've seen coaches leave the university not to get better jobs, but leave to get a side. An average job just the same. Leave Bama to go coach under Harbaugh for the same position. Why would you do that? I've seen him fix a lot of careers, too. I've seen that, too. He's, he's great. Dude, he's great for the game. He's I'm had a lot of broken broken says. coaches that were unhirable come into his rehab program and leave their better men for it. I agree with that a thousand percent, and they're the ones coming for him. <laughs> they are, and now they've got him. They've already beat him a couple times. It's happening more and more faster. And, faster. and of I course, I know like this wasn't going to last forever. Now, I feel like this is, a, and I understand there's a big game this week, but the demise of the dynasty is maybe a conversation for like three or four weeks down the road. I feel like week four talking okay. about the demise okay. of a dynasty is a bit premature. Okay. I'm and you may you. be totally right. It may be forthcoming, but right now I feel like it's just an early overreaction. Okay, I'm with you, and I think he did what he had to do by putting Miller on it. Obviously, he's the leader of the team. Mm -hmm. He's the leader on and off the field. He's been the leader all through camp, and these guys look up to him. Uh, he had to put those two quarterbacks in to well, try them out. I get he that. Had to. South Florida is a game where you go in and you try stuff to get ready for the Ole Miss game. Right. The thing that I've seen in that game, that would make me nervous as if I'm an Alabama fan is not that like some of our plays weren't working out or the fact that we played all three quarterbacks. It would be the fact that we lost the line of scrimmage another Again, week in a yeah, row. Right. So that is the concern. If that gets straightened out, I have a feeling there's a lot in that playbook that we're going to see that we did not know Alabama even had.
Okay. And I, I don't know. Um, they I mean, may just get dude, smacked in, in the mouth. Tuna, I have no idea. In all fairness to Tuna and Travis, y'all been with me through through the ride, having fun with it. And I know we all joke, oh, we're sick of Alabama. Dude, I, I knew you when Mike Shula was their but, head coach. But, but dude, and they were winning six games right, a year. Right, right. And, and, and we were watching well, – I was watching them every night, every day then. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is it's just, it's just this weird, weird feeling that – you know, and and I don't, I don't want people to go. Oh, look at you now! You're win, you won, and now you're back on. But I do feel like that this game is very, very important for not only the rest of the season, but the next couple uh, uh, seasons coming in. And you know what? I didn't know, and I kind of kept an eye on it. But I knew that we recruited Drake May, mm-hmm. but I did not know that he shunned us and went to North Carolina. Well, I mean, he was I he was that, going to North Carolina from the day he was I born. Know, but he was but. Well, I don't know. I've heard recently that he was he was right there getting ready to sign his on the dotted line. Daddy played at North Bama. Carolina, his brother played and, at North Carolina. Yeah. Like he's a North Carolina kid. I hear you. Well, good luck to him at North Carolina. In, well, in he's, the, he's uh, in the good luck. Pil- in the uh nasal spray bowl. Is he gonna, they going to be playing Bama in the Bayo Bowl? No, Bama's going to Honolulu. That's what I want. I want. I want Bama in the Duke's Mayo Bowl so I could see him dump the mayonnaise on Nick Saban. I would love that. Oh, that's what we please, need. That's college please. football gods. If you but, ever give me anything, but just if give that me happens, that. If that happens, Block I don't even know. Pod trip to, to I don't even know where that game Charlotte. is. Okay. If that happens – I will get us there. <laughs> I will pay for us to be there. And I will get us tickets close enough that we can be down there to see them dump the mayonnaise <laughs> on Saban's head. Okay. That All is right. going to happen. All right. All right. That sounds like a, a winner. But I don't want to take away. I, I just wanted to get into that. I don't want to take away that this is week four and there are some unbelievable football games this week this is the week in slate that we've all been waiting for yes this, this is when is college football week. hits the meat and potatoes where I, every week is matchup after matchup right i wanted to quickly uh just talk about the one that's on the top of my head which is i think it's the seven thirty game uh between notre dame and ohio state oh baby this is a game that i think <clears throat> because i think we're not quite sure how good either one of these teams are i, I mean i, I think, think we they're think notre dame's a little better right i think they're both good. i think we what we've seen that we know that notre dame has is a physical offensive line and a physical defensive line right. and they have a great running back yep <clears throat> so that's what we know with them with ohio state we know they have great receivers we don't know if they can get the ball to thrown to them. Right, right, right. Now, uh, I do know that uh, Notre Dame is, is working as hard as they can to try to keep Ohio State fans out of their building. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Oh, God, please try. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a fantastic environment. It should be great for television um 7 30 game it's gonna be rocking how do you guys see that game going i mean i'd take notre dame in the four personally uh, i just i just go from what i've seen i just want to say like i'm not a notre dame fan but i, I do kind of find myself pulling for this notre dame team because i really like their head coach 
I um, do too. I, I think he's a great dude. And um, that freshman was it Jaden Greathouse? Yeah. He, I could watch that kid play every day. Like he is fun to watch. And they're running back. Like I talked about earlier, Audrick Estime. I think he may be the best running back in college football right now. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? If they still had Tommy Reese and their <laughs> Tyler Buckner, would they be this good? <laughs> Oh, no, that's right. They're at Bama losing. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm a, I agree with you. I think Notre Dame's coach has been on a run ever since last year. He hit a rut. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then, bam, we've talked about it a bunch on here. He hit seven or eight games, yep. won a tough bowl game against a hot South Carolina team, and he hasn't looked back since. No, uh, and I give you a lot of credit because when we were doing our preseason four pick em, uh final fours, you put Notre Dame in there. I have Notre Dame, and I, had, so, and and I did not have Alabama in there. I think they are looking like one of the best teams in college football right yeah. now, and I think they're going to beat Ohio State handily this weekend. Well, I sure as hell hope so. I'm not and, sure about that, but I'm thinking, what's well, your score? What do you think? Well, when I say handily in a game like this, that I, could, in be, the trenches, that could I, be seven something. to eight points. Okay, you I know what you. I mean? I'm with I don't you. think it'll be a three-point game. Right. I think it'll be a little bit more than that like a one score game but, but yeah probably I'm not thinking like 27 21 Notre Dame okay see I was thinking somewhere around like 23 17 okay something like that I, I don't know what we'll see um, I like that I mean mostly I'm rooting from my heart I mean Big Ten be damned I, I mean <laughs> <laughs> as you know uh, independent, how, independent, well, independent. I know Notre Dame's kind of a de facto Big Ten team that plays in the ACC. But <laughs> they do. They always have a tough schedule. Yeah. But you I, know, I mean, they always play tough teams. In in the words of the uh, great Lee Corso, I remember uh, one time uh, several years ago on college game day, and you know he was doing his picks, and they, they were like, Purdue's playing. I don't know. Syracuse, who do you have? And Lee Corso goes, I wouldn't pick Purdue if they were playing Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) And so so that's how I feel about Ohio State. I hope they lose every game, and I hope that Notre Dame just absolutely houses them. Uh, And I think, not that they'll house them, but I do think that, Notre Dame wins the game by four or five points. Um, now, the rest of this weekend slate, uh, what else are you looking at, Tuna? I mean, as, as, as games that that you have an eye on. Well, obviously, um, this is a team I've talked about a lot here. Uh, I, I do believe that Cam Rising is making it back this week. Um, so, we have I hope UCLA so. at Utah. At a uh, 3.30 game, so it's not really going to be nighttime out there, which I like Utah at night. I don't mean to cut you off, but is game game day's at Ohio State, Notre Dame. I believe they're Obviously, at Colorado right? again, aren't they? Or, are they at or Col- no, that game's at Oregon. Are they at Oregon? Well, are or? they really at Oregon, Colorado? And they're not well, at game Ohio day, State? Well, the, the Ohio State, Notre Dame's on NBC. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So They almost have to be. Yeah, but, the Oregon-Colorado's an ABC game, so I'm well, assuming we'll, that that's right, where they would we'll be. we'll get to that. Okay. Did you guys see... That, I didn't mean uh, to cut you off there on Utah. At 2 a.m. the other night when that Colorado-Colorado State was going on, there were 8.5 million yeah. people. 9.5 yeah. is what I yeah. heard. It, it was well, it was the most viewed I whatever. saw 
eight point five at at two a.m. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which made it the most viewed program of the entire week at two o'clock in the morning. Right. Unbelievable. I tell you what. Next week, uh, I do believe that that game is going to be an ESPN. It might be an ABC game, I believe, but it would be USC in Colorado. So now if Colorado was to pull another rabbit out of their ass this weekend at Oregon, that game would be – they're already talking about ticket prices being competitive with Super Bowl ticket prices for that game oh in God. Boulder. Yeah. But I feel like that yeah. game would surpass the highest-ranked college regular season college football game ever. Sure. Well, well wait a minute. I, and I didn't mean to cut you off from Utah. Yes, you did. But you I, always well, do. But Well, no, I didn't Yes, you do. To. I'm cutting you off. Well, man. should we talk what? about – What are you talking about? While we're on Colorado, should we talk about that game and then go to Utah? Let's, sure. Let's talk about the Colorado game because I didn't know game day was at Colorado. I thought they were at Well, Notre it's in Dame. Oregon. So. Right, Colorado, Oregon. I'm with you. Well, uh, Which Stadium's a great environment. Right, and then we'll go straight to Utah. Uh, Jody over here pops something up that's pretty cool. Uh, this this past Saturday was the 400th uh, Corso headgear pick on game day, which is pretty cool. Uh, I love that. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, that that and that was la- but but dude, I don't know about this, but I think. I mean, I don't know how you can bet against Colorado. They're 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 twenty what twenty one point underdogs. Yep. Yeah, I think if you're but, a dude, and and I know if you Bo bet Nicks on this game, I feel hot. like you're an idiot. Yeah, I'm not touching it. I'm no. not touching it either. Uh, who do you think's gonna win? Well, I think Oregon's gonna win. I do too. And I I honestly I don't think it's particularly close. And I think that they actually cover that twenty one point spread. But there's no way that I'm betting against that. So. But honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon wins this game by like 25, 30 points. Okay. And I feel terrible, man, because if there's ever two weeks where you need Travis Hunter. Oh, my God, It's Oregon it's and USC. Right. You That's need, right. And he's out both him. those games. You need him. But and man, they have other players. They've but got skill players, Their man, depth and their size is a concern. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, uh, man, that game is going to be fun. That, that that game is at what time? 3.30? It's at 3.30, and I don't think it's going to be that fun. But, okay. Yeah. Um, it's always fun to watch them win or lose. I mean, you haven't seen them lose yet. No. I want to see how they handle a loss. Uh, I will say that Secure Sanders, man, that kid is, is even kill. You know, I love that kid. He is one even kill player. He never gets too high. He never gets too low. Uh, on the sidelines and stuff, and he is—he's just really fun to watch. I'm—I'm a big fan of that kid, uh, big time. And, I'm, and I know everybody else is, but he could be over there yelling and screaming and doing. But I just like—he keeps his team on an even keel. Uh, and Dion don't get too crazy on the sidelines either. But they are really fun to watch, and they're just becoming huge. Utah, UCLA. Uh, Tuna, you're right. UCLA's a hidden, uh, uh, kind of a hidden team there. I know you like your Utah boys. Well, the thing, the thing with this game is Utah's just a whole different animal at home. We've seen it the entire season last year, and we've seen it this season. They, I don't know what it is. If they, I don't know if it's an altitude issue or what, but Utah just always outperforms at home. So. Um, that's actually one of my favorite bets that I will be taking this weekend is Utah to cover that four and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. So. 
Well, I'll tell you a game that I am looking forward to that's on at noon as well that's just not looking forward to. I'm going to have it on is Florida State at little old Clemson. Now, wouldn't that I be, wanted to ask you guys wouldn't, about wouldn't that, that be game. interesting to see? Now, you say Florida State's fizzling a little bit. And they're not what they say they are. Uh, Clemson is obviously improving. They haven't played nobody since they got drummed by Duke. Uh, how do you see that game coming out? Guys? I think Clemson wins this. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I see Clemson winning this game. Two and a half wow. point. Two and a mm. half point underdogs yeah. at home. At home. Mm. That again, I'm not betting it. That almost <laughs> seems like, like a trap bet to me. Yeah, it seems like one of them games where Dabo, when he when he lost to Duke, he said, you know, he had his little speech where people are counting them out and going to throw us out in the mud. This is the kind of game that Dabo can get his team ready I'm for. explaining this spread to you real quick. Okay. And this is the reason that this is a two-and-a-half-point spread. Because we're on week four. Everyone is still has fresh in their mind week one. Where one night you watch Florida State dismantle LSU, and the next night they watch Duke dismantle Clemson. That is the only reason this spreads. Like, okay. you, you think How many people do you think, like betters, have you you think like casual betters have watched these two teams since that week one? I hear you, and I, casual, I feel like yeah. casual, right. casual betters, right. and casual betters are the ones that move the lines. Right, right. So I'm with you. That I really I, I believe that Clemson is going to win this game. And by the way, kudos to uh, LSU getting back on the Schneid and going to a tough Mississippi State place to play. What at night? At night's totally different. But there is cowbell there, and they totally dismantled them in every aspect. So kudos uh, on a on a good after a, after a whooping Grambling on coming back and and whooping a decent Mississippi State team at home. And they uh, have a uh, LSU. Speaking of, that's another game that intrigues me. It's a night game in Death Valley, which we know that they're going to win that game. Right. But I Arkansas think it's going to be a little closer than what people and I, think. And I know this from our LSU crew that we hang mm-hmm. with. Our guys there are uh, here in Louisville, our crew, LSU crew, they say that Arkansas always well, plays them tough. Like, and Sam Pittman's been catching a lot of heat lately. Uh, I still like this Arkansas team a little bit. That, you know, like they that lost, 18? They lost that 17 and a half. 17 and a half. I'm, I am betting. You can put that one on the board. I'm taking Arkansas oh. with the points. On that, um, it's a 17-and-a-half-point line. They're not going to lose that game by 17-and-a-half points. Uh, I, I could see that being a 10-point game maybe. Um, LSU's obviously tough at home, but Arkansas. They, do they have Rocket Sanders? I don't think he's ready yet. I think he's a week he's away. He's still banged up. Okay. That's a reason why it's a 17-and-a-half point spread. Okay. Uh, uh, Travis, I want to ask you about this game. Sure. Iowa getting 16 at Penn State. I know you are leaning Iowa. Just because of their defense, I think. On the bet, you know, uh, I know that's such a hard – I'm sure it's a whiteout. It's going to be wild. I would not bet this game, but I think – It's a uh, 7.30 night game, too. I think – I think Penn State probably wins this game something like by twenty, maybe thirty-one to fourteen. Okay, so you, so you think Iowa is just not going to make that game tight? I don't think I, so. I I see. I think this is going to be a full-on dogfight. 
Oh, I, I think this one's going to come right down to it, man. Um, I know anytime Penn State has those whiteouts at home and everybody's shaking in their boots, this is a game that James Franklin screws up. Well, like, I remember mean, Auburn almost beat them a yes, couple years ago exactly. on a whiteout. That was a great atmosphere. Yeah. I really think that Iowa – look, Iowa, I never thought that I would say this. They've kind of become like my 1C team to watch that I, I like keeping it up with Auburn. Oh, or my with, God. with Iowa. Yeah, oh, my God. because you like corn. Yeah, well, I'm kind of intrigued by this whole Brian Friends thing. He wants uh, to right. see if – you yeah. are. If the OC can get 24 points a game. And that's one of my favorite it. under teams in, I, in history. I, I, obviously, I love this defense, and I've always said if they can move the ball, they can be like one of the most dangerous teams well, there I is. I want to put on the board that this is one of my unders. Yes, I said at Penn State at home at 730, playing Iowa, I'm liking the under on that. And, and the under is 40. I do see that game being tight at halftime, mm -hmm. but I, but I, but I think uh, Penn State wins going away. I'm I'm thinking like twenty-seven to t to ten or something like that. Penn State twenty-seven. You think, think Iowa's going to give up twenty-seven points? I don't know, dude. I think I love that you need to jump on the under with me uh, on this game, especially if you like Iowa, because uh, Iowa definitely can't score a bunch of touchdowns. You know I, what? I honestly may do that and bet an under in this game because I'm not going to be watching it. So uh, you know what I mean? I can't well, we're going to have it on a TV. Yeah, seven thirty. That's true. I'll probably, but I'm not going to watch it from start to finish because right. I'm going to be so focused on the Ohio State Notre Dame. Right. And, and there's right. going to be so many games going on. Um, I think I might get a, a picture of Tuna down here with uh, Kirk Ferentz and, and uh, say that you are the new president of the Kirk Ferentz Iowa Football Fan Club. <laughs> I mean, I'm t dude, uh, seriously. I'm a Hawkeye, baby. Tuna, there's not that many great – I mean, I know – let's get to the game Tuna's really going to be watching that I'm going to have to have on a TV. When If he isn't going to watch Iowa on a TV, knowing that Ohio State – and uh, uh, Notre Dame's on one. Oh, we got and, the Fox uh, primetime game, baby. And LSU Arkansas's probably on one. How about Oregon State at Washington State? Seven o'clock game. His Beavers, folks. And the Pac-12, the best, oh, the best conference the in all of college football is, from top to bottom. Eight no, great teams. No eight? question. Oh. I mean, eight ranked teams. There's no they're, question. Well, they're playing somebody this time. I want to go to a game and just start a Pac-12 chant. Dude, we're going to go to a Pac. That's going to be the podcast is going to a Pac-12 or Pac-2 game. Uh, well, we can do it in Bloomington, not? Indiana next year. I, well, no, but we got to go out there. <laughs> I really wish that we could go to Washington. I w God, that's oh. so far away. But I wish we could go, knowing how awesome that place looks around the water and we're in uh, trap we're all big washington guys we we love the team travis says his boy he'll yeah. be gone next year it's got to be corvallis oregon we gotta or, get or, we gotta yeah, have the, the, no, the saws the chainsaws yeah where was the wiener thing us uh, was it iowa Oh, Iowa has the wiener thing. <laughs> the wiener slinger? The wiener slinger. Oh, that's it. Now I know why you like these teams, for all their little gimmicks. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all think? Travis, what do you think about Oregon State, Washington State, man? 
I am a huge Oregon State home. Oh my god! And I'm and I am yeah. all over them. Ooh, now I am not going to put that as one of my bets this week, but they were very close to being one of my bets this week. I like them in this game. Uh, Tuna, what do you think? Yeah, I like that. Uh, I wouldn't bet this game unless I was going money line. But and with three points, that money line is really not that bad of a bet. But I like Oregon State to win this game. But it will be fun. It'll be close. It'll be a dog fight. I think Oregon State's defense is much better than Washington State's. But that quarterback at Washington State is better than ukulele. Mm. And I'm going mm. Washington State plus three at home. And is that, that is a Pac-2 legitimate team. Get it, Pac-2. We'll see about and that, sir. Is that one of your official bets? That is week? an official bet for Okay, Freddy. I love it. I love it. Um, Any other games you guys have an eye on oh, yeah. for this weekend? I can't Fred. wait to watch. Now, you all know I, I have a love affair with this little team because they are well coached. They all, they've been in the top 25 the last couple years. Tennessee is going in wounded at home at 4 o'clock. It's a weak, weird time. Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, getting 20. Uh, I think they're, I'm telling you right now, that game is going to be tighter than people think. I, I really believe it will probably end up being a 10-point game. I'm not betting it yet. I'm not sure. I'm thinking about it. But I do think, do not, I hope they do not take Texas San Antonio lightly. Uh, they're not, they're not the best team in their conference this year. Uh, you know, they, they've already lost to Houston, who's a solid team, but they've had their own lo- uh, uh, troubles too. But I just love the coach there and I love the program. And I think that they, uh, that Tennessee is not just going to, after that Florida game, they're not going to come out there and just start dominating. They have problems in Knoxville. And about Not as bad as Bama, but about the same. Keep going, guys. I got more if you want me to keep going. Please keep going, do. Man. All right. Hey, I'll give you one of my bets right Maryland now. Maryland and Michigan State. Oklahoma at Cincinnati. Oh, baby. The Sooners are coming to Cincy. That now. That's a traveling game at noon, which uh, that never helps the away team. But Vegetables, uh, you know, I'm all over him. He's a total nerd. I, I can't stand him, but you know what? Vegetables. Who likes Satterfield? I mean, so uh, this is 14. I'm giving the 14, and I'm taking Oklahoma big in the fourth quarter. See, I'm I- – this is one of those games, and like we talked about we earlier, disagree on this tuna. It's it's scary because this is typical Satterfield. He goes out <laughs> and he loses to Miami, to Miami Ohio, Ohio last week, and he's going to come out this week. And I'm not saying he's going to beat Oklahoma, but I bet I don't bet. I'm going to say that he is going to keep this game closer than what we think. Okay, and he, he's going to get it. Do enough to get. Cincinnati fans, not happy, but not as angry as they were the week before. That's what he does. He makes you mad, and then he makes you like, eh, maybe he's okay. That's how it goes. Travis, I'm getting to your favorite game here in a minute. Okay. But, uh, but uh, I, I agree. I, I see where you're coming from, too, and I do. 
Uh, a strange one on the card is now we're gonna get we're gonna get to Kentucky and Washington here in a minute, a- and Bama for that matter. But uh, Texas at Baylor, fourteen. That's a strange one. Baylor at home getting fourteen. That's it. Eh, Are are we bringing that up? No one really cares about it. Well, I just Baylor's a a team. I don't really want to bet against at home. I think it's a very interesting game. It is. Yeah, it is. I just don't know what Texas is right now. I really don't. Kind of like North Carolina at Pitt. Pitt finally won their or lost to West Virginia, Mm -hmm. the battle of the coaches that could get fired. And now you got Pitt. I I mean, dude, I don't know how you can't bet North Carolina in that game getting eight the way Narduzzi's team is struggling. It's that game at Pitt. It's at Pitt yeah. plus eight. What do you think? Is that something you're going to stay away from? Yeah. North Carolina's got in- inconsistencies, too. They I don't, do, but I, they I don't put know. points on the board. Pitt can't. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Pitt hasn't shown that they can play defense like they normally have but, either. But so. hasn't hasn't North Carolina in the last couple of years been one of those teams like you were talking about, Tuna, where one week <clears throat> they'll beat a top 10 team at home. Right. And, and the then, following week they'll go play somebody that's, you know, yeah. horrible on the well, road. And I'm going to take the when, App State game out of there because App State's yeah, always going to play yeah, North Carolina yeah, right, tough. Yeah. Right. But still, like, when you get into conference play. This, well, you start looking ahead to games down the line, too. Yeah. Like, the, who's the next game? That's, you know, when conference play starts, don't you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, um, what about, uh, so who are you going to take there, Tuna? Well, if we're going to talk about our bets and, and, and bets that we're taking, and, and this is a game that not one person's going to watch, it's a noon game, but I'm going to bet on it because I feel like it's free money here. Is uh, I'm taking Marshall to yes. cover the five yes. against Over Virginia the, Tech. One of the worst teams in division. Yeah, one. that game's at Marshall uh, uh, in a rowdy atmosphere. I've at got it circled as well. Uh, I'm on the Marshall. We're with Jody. We're mm. on the Marshall bandwagon on that one. Yeah, I hate when that happens because we'll probably lose. But uh, not when we have a third party. Involved. Okay, you're anytime right. we have a third party involved, I feel like we're all right. I think three's the magic number. Because you and I, not good. Uh, right. Four, the four of us are all on board with the game, not good. But when you have three of the four, that's the magic number. <clears throat> Which, Please don't say you like Marshall, Travis. No. Okay. I, what I was going to say is, uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this at the end of the show last week or not, but uh, we do. We decided last week we were going to do one of those. Uh, cards you know like an old school 60s style betting card i'm looking at one and uh <laughs> we decided that amaretto all over each of <laughs> us coffee each of us would take the game we felt most comfortable with and pick that and then i think we all put five dollars in or whatever it was and um we did an amazing thing last week which was we went zero and four. Oh my gosh! I don't mean, we say we, we so. all we all lost our. That's not gonna happen. Big picks. So I feel like this week uh, we are uh, we're gonna change the momentum. We're gonna go forward, and I think this week we're gonna win it. 
Um, I think it's pretty well, impressive, I mean, dude, honestly. I have my. It's wa- almost impossible. Travis, one of my locks is Washington at home at ten thirty over a beaten, beat up Cal team plus twenty two. Give me Washington to cover that spread. Uh, I really like them. I, I haven't yet to bet on them this year. Travis has won on them. That's a lot of points, uh, but I like that one. Let me ask you your thoughts on this game because this is one that I'm trying to figure out. Um, Duke minus 21.5 at UConn. Man, Jody likes UConn in the 22. I am almost going to – I looked at that. I'm staying away from it with UConn. I'm not that they have a crazy uh, stadium or anything. But, man, 22. I, you know what I would have to do with that game? See who Duke's playing next week. Mm-hmm. If they're playing – North Carolina or somebody like that, I wouldn't bet it. See, that's one of the first things. But if like, they're playing a bum, I might bet it. When I first looked at that, it was one of those numbers that just stuck out to me. And I was like, give me the home dog all day on that. And then the more that I looked at it, I'm like, you know what? I don't really want a part of this. Right. Uh, so I, 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 don't I don't know. I don't think I'm going to. I wouldn't I, touch it. I would look to honestly. see. Well, let's look at Kentucky at Vandy. Upset alert. Plus 14. Yep. Travis, what do you think? All right. Full disclosure, uh, before the season started, you know, we did our hot takes. Oh, Duke play, Sorry, Duke plays Notre Dame next week. Okay. Oh, Duna. We did our uh, hot takes, like what, you know, what's our hot take of the college football season? And mine was, full disclosure, mine was, Vanderbilt was going to start the year six and one. Well, I was horribly, horrifically wrong. Vanderbilt has regressed this season. Lost um, to UNLV. They not only are not as talented as they were last year, I feel like the coaching hasn't been as good as it was last year. And I really think that Vanderbilt might go over for the rest of the season. Oh. I like Kentucky Uh-oh. huge in this game. Whoa. I like them to win something in the range of 35 to 10. I love Kentucky in this game. I think it's going to be a dominant performance and I think Vanderbilt has a lot, a lot of work to do. Wow. Okay, uh, Tuna, uh, what do you think? I think Kentucky has to get dressed in a tent. Um, The construction's still going on. I don't even know if Vandy will have a tent set up for them, if they're just going to be hanging out in the open. Uh, I, I, I think it's upset alert. I think Vandy's going to pull oh, up. Oh wow! Okay, disagreement there. Yeah, I'm not quite sure myself. The stadium's going to be 70 percent Kentucky fans. True, as it, it always is. Mm-hmm. And I get it, it together, like, man. Uh, dude, you don't have to tell me. I mean, I love Vanderbilt football, and this may be one of only three podcasts in the in the in the entire planet Earth. Where you'll hear the host say, I love Vandy football. 
And uh, IU football. But <laughs> I just I just don't see it happening. I don't think they, they have. Kentucky I, has to I get don't, their center position worked out. Uh, they can't snap the ball. They can't even run the ball like between Bama. tackles. It's uh, they got to get that worked out. Wide receivers are out there dropping balls. I don't know what's happening. I think they'll figure it out this week. They and may. With my heart, I hope I'm wrong. I will not bet this game because I will be rooting for Vanderbilt. But I I expect them to get well, killed. This is the um. The low-key uh, sharps bet of the week. All the um, all the uh, crazy gamblers and big-time guys are sneaking on Vandy this weekend. Okay. Well, good. Um, I hope they're right. I want to just – I really do. I, I want to say, the, I guess the last game we haven't really talked about is Bama Ole Miss. Well, yeah, if we, you ever we have to get your pick had your that. back against the wall in T-Town, and I've already went through this. You would take Bama at a low spread, giving seven, but I say stay away because I'm not sure what's going to happen, to be honest with you. But I have already made my bet on the under of Old Miss at Bama. We all know you, Bama's defense is pretty good. Oh, pretty good. We know Old Miss. I just I love the under. It's fifty six, or it was fifty six when I bet it. I love it. Uh, just so uh, you guys know, I have not lost an under yet this year. Uh, I won uh, uh, one last week. God bless you, Freddie, for that. Yes, I won last week on. Uh, I'm trying. I, I thought I had them written down. Dang it! But uh, well. You um, certainly won on the IU I won Louisville on the game. IU Louisville game, but I had uh, another one too. Uh, here are my other two unders, if anyone's interested. Please. Minnesota, <laughs> uh, they're always in the bit in the bin there at Northwestern, under thirty eight point five. Uh, Minnesota's defense is going to hold a Northwestern team that's actually surprisingly playing pretty good for uh, all the circumstances. Uh, that's at Northwestern, too, so I really like the under. Uh, and Iowa, as I already said, at Penn State, uh, the under 40 there, which is really pushing it. I normally don't bet on 40 unders unless it's Iowa or uh, UTEP or Virginia. or. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going with that just for to, see, to test myself. So uh, those are my uh, unders. And I'm going to give Jody one more that I haven't bet that's going to be one of my lot, uh, bets that I like. A, uh, uh, a beaten-up Kansas State team uh, mm -hmm. getting back home. I like Central Florida, plus six and a half. like that. I love this team. They're 3-0. and They're playing well. They have a great defense. Uh, I see that being a low-scoring game as well, but I'm not betting the under. Uh, those are my picks. Now, All right. which – which of those games is your lock of the week? Which under? No, which which, which of oh, anything you've been? Oh, best. okay. Oh, my my lock of the week. Well, and I, I don't consider unders lock locks of the right. week. Right. My locks of my lock of the week. Just give me one. Marshall. Okay. Okay. Marshall. Perfect. And I didn't even write. I don't think I even put that on the board. But Virginia Tech is awful. Okay. Uh, I have uh, three college games and one pro game. 
I'm going to take Washington minus 21 against Cal. I'm going to take Indiana minus 17 against Akron. And I'm going to take South Carolina minus six and a half against Mississippi State. Uh, I did have a uh, an extra NFL bonus game. I'm going to take Jacksonville minus nine and a half versus Houston. But my lock of the week is Indiana. Indiana against Akron versus Akron. Bad that's with your my, heart. To that's cover, my lock of the to week. To cover a what spread? 17. <laughs> okay. That's my lock that, of the week. You know I like that bet. They're going to win by 40, I think. All right. Um, I guess you've got most of mine, Jody. I'm going to give you my one lot list. The last one, this is my lock of the week. I, I feel like this is easy. Just don't even question it. Put it down. Rice to cover the two and a half at four. It's South Florida. Oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> South, dude rice. Rice to cover yes. the two and a half at South dude, Florida. And it's rice, just, he knows I love rice aroni. Three and oh against the spread. You yes. got a banged up South Florida team yeah, that rice just been laid it good. all out hey, the previous week. Rice is another team in that conference playing well. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Put, don't be scared to bet rice, folks. That's a two and a half road favorite. Yes, good pick. I love that one. I might have to. Uh oh, Travis, you got to get on it, or Jody. <laughs> we need a third person on the wheels. On this <laughs> yeah, Jody, you're doing a hell of a job. We didn't mean to fill the board up that much. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, like we haven't really dr- jumped in the NFL a lot, but uh, a couple games, and I'm not just. We can talk about the games real quick, but not not the bets. But I do think Green Bay's gonna uh, at home is gonna be strong against New Orleans this year, this this uh, this week. That's an interesting uh, game. I mean, it'll be. I'm curious to see I, how both those teams play. I, I, I just think Gr- Green Bay's sitting back. They're not sweating. They've played really well. Jordan Love's looking good. Um, I'm starting him this week in one of my leagues uh, because Burrow. I, well. I, I, I don't think I'm starting Burrow whether he plays or not, quite frankly. Um, but I think Minnesota's going to get their first win. Tuna, what do you think? Interesting. At home. Uh, they're at home. How are they not going to win that game? I don't know. Uh, they, they they seem frustrated. Jefferson's I, I ready to kill I feel like somebody. there's some locker room issues up well, there Well, Jefferson right now. ain't happy, let me tell you. No. I, I feel like the Chargers, these are two 0-2 teams that both of them need wins desperately. I like the Chargers. Think, really? I, I really do like the, the Chargers road? in this really? game. Yes. Wow. Okay. I've, I think the Chargers are a really good football team that's kind of gotten screwed over these past two weeks. Like, just fell right short. Do you not think that New England's going to get their first win? And i tell you what, that's an over that you could look at at 54 points. True. Because Minnesota – cannot play defense for anything and that's, that's right they're gonna be winging it to keep up so right and i tell you what for any fantasy guys that has any chargers or vikings i would play the hell out of them this no, i'm with you you think Belichick gets his first win how does he go zero three with matt jones playing well uh well he's gonna make zach wilson's life a, a disaster i mean dude my, um, you gotta admit my jump that's my, how he's gonna get that win what What'd he's gonna say? make zach wilson's life oh, a disaster I know. And, and dude it's but you gotta admit mike jones is playing decent good good football mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's uh, Bill O'Brien, Bob up there. Oh, yeah, Bill. Wish, no, we, wish we had you back in <laughs> I, D-Town, Bill. I like him as an offensive coordinator in the yeah, NFL. I really I do. do too. I, I'm, I'm not, with you. Yeah, I think he's a good Hell, coach. Uh, looking back, I like him at Bama, too. I wish <laughs> I had him. <laughs> and, guys, uh, I just wanted to say uh, I want uh, Jody to be able to put this on the whiteboard. Colin has his picks in. Uh, he's taking BYU plus eight and a half. Okay. He is taking. Who's that? Who are they playing? Uh, that I do not I, know. They're playing just Kansas, at that game. Yeah, at Kansas, Kansas at Kansas. Okay. Yeah. BYU, you just beat Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, who's Western playing this week? Western Kentucky. I saw that one. Uh, Western is. My flash. Uh, Western is plus four at Troy State. So he's Getting taking points. He's taking Western. Yeah, Troy State. I, I haven't done my research on them yet, but I was wondering about that. Troy State must be pretty good. And he's taking Notre Dame. Okay. Oh, wow. Going on the big dogs. Um, I agree with that. Now, what about the Rams Bengals on Monday night? Dude, Ooh, what do you think I, about that game? I'll tell you right now, I like the Rams all day. There's long. no Joe I Burrow. I don't think. Oh, I don't dude. think Burrow's playing. Uh, yeah, and Stafford's playing good. Cincinnati is two and a half point favorites right now. Are the Rams zero and two? Aren't they zero? No, they're one and one. Oh, Bengals one are Bengals okay. are zero and two. Did you hear me? Are. What I said? Cincinnati <laughs> is two and a half point favorites right now. Yeah, what that spread switch? It seems like something you have to jump on right Dude, now. Dude, like, I got I it right feel like here. You... Plus three Rams. <laughs> well, on my car. So it's only moved half a point. It's moved half a point. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, I would hammer the Rams all day in that. Dude, and all day. I don't like betting NFL spreads because I, like I think it's chaos. My team either. So I'm. Probably but I not think what you're bet betting it, here but... is that Joe Burrow's not going to play. Right. So right. And. You know, I don't know. The, the I, I can't figure the Bengals. Uh, uh, it brings me. If I think of the Bengals, I think of the Reds, and they're disappointing. Loss. Yeah, well, I. What I really, speaking of, I really I, don't want to get into that, but I do want to get into. Before we get out of here tonight, I think it was a horrible loss for the Reds today. The season is probably over. Um, but the wild card. You just took away my around the room. Oh, dang When, it. when we go around the room, ah. I said, I was going to say, <laughs> I want to bring back the segment where each week we talk about the Reds and how Ellie De La Cruz is doing. Oh, I want, I want that weekly update back. He's been like, waiting. We, we used to do this well, every you, week you during the summer. when we and, walk outside after we leave the, and the then studio. And Yeah, they're going to figure him out sooner or later. Hey, Tuna. <laughs> hey, Tuna. Do you remember last week when we had white noise at the end of the? <laughs> that's what's going to happen at this uh, on this segment. As soon as you start uh, talking about the Reds, it's going to go. Uh, <laughs> white. I, noise. I need a director's cut. Um, but um, I do want to send it around the room. Uh, I I do want to talk about quickly. Uh, I started watching wrestlers on Netflix. Uh, from your recommendation last week, man, what a show that is! I finished and, it, and I think seeing as how the OVW is here in our town, just a few miles away, I think we will all go to a television taping 
sometime soon. Uh, we and, have to. And uh, I, I just can't wait for that. But, man, what a great show. The people in it, I'm not going to get into who I, I, I like. I thought it was directed and, amazingly. And who but. I don't. But the way it's put together is unbelievable, and uh, I can't wait to finish it. Just um, throw this out there. I just seen it on Twitter today. This isn't really a spoiler. It's just kind of a, a thing. Um, Hollywood, Haley J., one of the main characters that's in the show, uh, just got a tryout with WWE. No way. Awesome. Yep. So I think this is awesome for those guys. And you, we watch that. You get a big behind-the-scenes look at how they live and, and the second jobs that they work to make ends meet and like yeah. how they just lay their bodies out there for no other reason than the fact that they just love it. They love it. And it's super cool, and it's very well done. And even if you aren't a wrestling fan, I think you will enjoy the show just as a human interest story. Honestly. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, um, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Um, Freddie, what do you have for us going around the room? Is this around the room? Yes, it is. Oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my... I'm, I'm into betting. I'm, I'm hot on the betting, man. I have to tell you, I've been hot for three weeks. Uh, since I only... Quite frankly, the only games that I've lost was Clemson-Duke... And I pushed on Missouri K-State, and I pushed on, and I lost on Florida State, and that was bet on the card, though. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, I must say. I'm going to give all of our listeners the teams that are really bad to bet against. All right. Okay, teams that are bad. So when you see them playing someone, bet the under. Or bet against them. Boston College. Yes. UTEP. Virginia Tech. Virginia. Nebraska. Pitt. Boise State. West Virginia. Vandy. And Stanford. There you have it. Start looking at those teams and don't bet with your heart and all the big games. And just bet the dogs. The dogs. Hey, we didn't well, talk about Texas Tech. Has you know a big what we didn't. Virginia you know what? One weekend. more thing is we didn't talk about is in the in the news. There's a team coming in from coming into Georgia, coming into Athens, called the UAB Big Dogs, and their coach is or Trent Dilfer. I think yeah, they're huh. called the Blazers, and Trent Dilfer's. Coming in the house. The worst on the quarterback sideline. to ever win a Super Bowl. Could he pull the upset, people? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one last thing. He did thing. say in the news that the SEC, it it just matters. It's yeah, just I think his exact words was the SEC motto, it just means more, and that's He's, what the SEC says about themselves. He said he was going to He be... was kissing ass and quoting <laughs> the SEC motto, and I think he was being smug and kind of talking shit a little bit that was was. taken out of context when you read it in a tweet. But if you watch him say it, he's rubbing it in. And there was a huge reason why I didn't bring that up, Mm -hmm. and I wish nobody would have brought that up. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. But Tuna, you have one more thing? Yeah, last thing. If uh, you're ever in Indianapolis, um, 
go to the JW Sports Bar there and order the short rib grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. It was probably the best thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. <laughs> and yeah. I'm probably going to drive to Indianapolis just to eat that sandwich. I want that tuna tartare again at midnight. Well, and I we'll do a round there, trip. I sat there and watched you Came eat that, and day. I heard you say that yeah. as soon as you took that first <laughs> bite. And I love that. I looked and, at that menu, and it was the first thing I seen on the menu, and I just set the menu down. I was like, that's what I'm getting. And it was the perfect. The waitress looked at me with a big smile, and she said, she said, that's my favorite thing we have. And wow. I was like. And I got heard great things about the tuna tartare. That's what she told me. Okay. So. Fred, you have one more thing. Roll damn tide. Oh, baby. Uh, Jody, do you have a pick uh, for this weekend? Bowling Green? Yes. Bowling Green's at home against Texas um, minus 14. My Bowling team that won Green last week, plus Ohio. 11, Marshall minus 7, and UConn plus 22. Awesome. Uh, and now people are going to people listen and go, who the hell do I bet you all got bets <laughs> on 18 teams? Well, they'll just have to listen again. I say go with the hot hand. Take notes, <laughs> folks. Take Washington until they – Get you beat. And take Indiana until they get you beat. And have it with a side of rice. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty rice. Uh, Guys, awesome tonight. Uh, It's great to be here again. Uh, Really enjoyed uh, breaking down last week's uh, games and looking forward to this week's games. Uh, If you enjoy the show, please let somebody know. The only way that we grow this thing is by word of mouth and – We appreciate each and every one of you guys that listen every week. With that being said, for the big fellow, the Tuna Country, Matt Kemp, for Jody over on the whiteboard, and for the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.